This is Midnight Alchemy with your host Jason Allen on the Left Coast Media Network. And now here's Jason. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy and I am your tour guide in the unknown, Jason Allen. Hello there. I hope this finds you well. Uh, we have got a fantastic show coming up. Uh, we got Nicole Starbuck psychic empath and energy healer and she's done tons of interviews and this is going to be really really great hey i was gonna um save something to the end of the show but i'm too excited so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it now hey uh midnight alchemy is going to be doing its very first live stream this is going to be done on halloween night uh i'll you know, probably name it something like Spookapalooza or something like that. Anyway, uh, we're going to have some guests. Uh, we're going to uh, do a live chat where you can chat on in. And maybe, just maybe, I can pipe you into the show here. And uh, we can talk about your ghost stories. and Or maybe if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can share your ghost stories in the chat. So that is coming Halloween night on YouTube. Uh, look, look for the link on Facebook. Uh, under Midnight Alchemy, or get up on YouTube, type in Midnight Alchemy, and join the fun. Should be good. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get to it, and that is the uh, naming contest of the AI Overlord that begins this show is done. And we have selected a name. Okay. The AI Overlord's name is Al. Okay, so when you when you tune in and you hear that voice, think AI Overlord Al. Anyways, let's get to the interview. This is Nicole Starbuck. Have fun. Hey, we are here with Nicole Starbuck. She is awesome. Let me tell you something. She is a psychic. She is an energy healer, and she's an empath. And I'm so excited that she's here. Nicole, how you doing? Hi. Hello. So good to be here. I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah. So let's uh let's tell people a little bit about yourself maybe a little bit of uh your background and uh and then the next question will be will uh foreshadowing is uh you know when did you first notice that you had these abilities oh okay yeah that's that's a story so i'll start with uh my roles and titles and all that so i am a psychic empath quantum energy healer spiritual mentor and life coach and what i do is i show people how to tune into their intuition and use their spiritual gifts and abilities to create their dream life. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. So how did this start? So that's the question. It's like, that's when right. did this start? Let's, so let's I, begin at the beginning. <laughs> I first discovered my spiritual gifts and abilities, which is psychic intuition. I just want to say, I believe every single person on this planet is psychic. It's just that over time and through social conditioning, we've lost touch with our intuition. So let me just say that. And I first discovered this when I was nine years old. I know that's young, but I was coming out of school to get picked up. And just out of nowhere, I had this random thought, a bird's going to poop on me right now. And I kid you not, it really did right then and there. And it landed here on my arm. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so gross. And oh my gosh, I can't believe <laughs> I just predicted this. And yeah. I go to the bathroom, I wash it off. I go back to the car and get picked up. And I just kind of keep it to myself because I grew up in a very religious household where these kinds of things weren't really talked about. And when they were, it was like, oh, that's evil. That's wrong. That's, you know, whatever. Like, ooh, like 
there's something wrong with you. Like it's all in your head. And so I was like, okay, let me just keep this to myself. But that didn't stop the visions from coming. So I would have dreams and things would come true. I would have visions and things would happen. And I started to get very overwhelmed at this young age. And so I ended up having a lot of anxiety because of what I was seeing. And I felt like I couldn't control what was happening. I couldn't control the outcome. And then I ended up having a lot of depression because I wasn't living in alignment with my authentic truth. And then I ended up having a lot of chronic illness as well, because anxiety and depression is a just right. perfect cocktail for, for chronic illness or dis-ease, the disease. Yeah. And I got to be in my early 20s. I thought I was doing everything right. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job. Everything will be fine, right? And it was like not fine. I ended up in the ER. They told me I had had a panic attack. I didn't know what that was, but it felt like an elephant sitting on my chest and I thought I was dying. And uh, they were really pushing for psychiatric medication to treat the anxiety and depression. I'm like, mm, that's not for me. There has to be another way. So yeah. I, you know, I, I tried that actually I tried seven different <laughs> medications, believe it or not, nothing really worked because what I was missing was myself. I was missing my soul. I was missing this psychic part of myself that I had been denying for so long. So I was doing personal growth and development. And it served me well for many years, but then I got to be in my later 20s. I'm like, mm, still missing something. And so I was just really drawn by that point. I was really drawn to anything with the word soul. I joined a Facebook group called Visionary Soul that led to a retreat they were hosting called Soul on Fire. Ended up in Sedona, Arizona for this retreat. If anyone hasn't been, highly, highly recommend it. But I go to this treat, retreat and this woman, one of the co-facilitators is doing light language on one of the girls. If anyone's not familiar with light language, it's this beautiful angelic language. It can be channeled through spoken word or through song or through like, their hand motions or written symbols. And she's doing this on one of the girls. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Do me, do me. Like not realizing what I'm getting myself into. So she's tuning into my field and she's working on my back and all out of nowhere, she goes, oh, you're psychic. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. How did you know? You're not supposed to know that. That's my deep, dark secret. I don't tell anybody that. Like, ah, oh, I'm like freaking out. She's like, no, actually, this is what you're here for. And you're supposed to be doing this yeah. in the world. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I just like, she helped me to unlock and unleash my psychic abilities and bring down my guard and the resistance I had towards that. Because I've been told my whole life, like, there's something wrong with you. It's all in your head. Like, you're making stuff up. And and so I just decided to go all in. And I started offering, I first of all, just so people know I wasn't just offering psychic readings. I actually studied <laughs> psychic development first. Yeah. read several books cover to cover and um, started offering professional psychic readings. And then I got trained and certified in some different healing modalities, started offering that as well. And what ended up happening is I noticed that a lot of the people that were coming to me were also highly sensitive, highly empathic. They just hadn't realized that they already knew the answers. They were just coming to me for confirmation. And then for the healing side of things is they were empaths holding on to energy in their body, which was getting lodged in their system, creating illness or disease or dis-ease. And I thought, hmm, instead of treating these symptoms, like doing these one-off readings for people, like for answers they already really know, why don't I actually address the root problem here, which is that they are psychic. They just haven't realized it yet. So let's empower them to do these types of things for themselves. So that was the inspiration and catalyst for what I do now as the founder of Oracle Academy. We house the psychic school, which trains other emerging psychics how to embrace their abilities. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a word er earlier on, uh, overwhelming. And I imagine yeah. for someone who, you know, I imagine it's childhood most of the time. Yeah. Uh, how do you harness that? I mean, how do you, I won't say control it, but how do you uh, 
focus and you know, like it's harnessed. How, how do you yeah. deal with that? Yeah, I love this idea of harnessing. That's a beautiful word because some people come to me like, how do I control it? It's like, mm, doesn't can't control it. It is what it is. But here's how we here's where we channel it. When we understand that our anxiety is actually our intuition trying to tell us something, but it's that we've been plugging into other people's opinions, expectations, projections, perceptions. That's actually what's creating the anxiety. Now we can start to disconnect and unplug. So what I teach is we are a channel, right? Each and every single one of us on this earth is a channel and think of it like a radio. So I'm a radio, you're a radio, we each have our own little radio. And we're tuning in to the frequency of our higher self, of our guides, of our ancestors, of the universe, whatever you're plugging into, right? But what happens is so many of us are tuning into other things as well. So most commonly, like, and you touched on it, like the childhood, right? We have our parents and what they believe and how they were raised and how they brought us up. And then we have things from our past, maybe mistakes that we've made or old versions of us. And then we have our spouse or our partner. And then if we're parents, then we have all our kids' expectations and stuff. And then we have our TV and the news and the media and the social media and the religion and school system and politics and culture and ethnicity. Like, oh, like, look. I got what we're all just thinking about it, right? So all these things that we're plugging into. And imagine if you turned on your radio, right? So we're the radio. You turn on your radio. But then you also go and you turn on your TV. And then you also go and turn on your computer to like YouTube. Let's let's put the TV to news. So TV to news, the computer to YouTube, you go and put Spotify or Pandora on your phone. And then you also go and turn on your garbage disposal and your dishwasher and your washing machine and your shower. And you really think you're going to be able to hear from spirit? no it's going to create chaos and confusion so what happens is like oh there's this nudge but like oh you're plugging into this and this and this and this and this and this and this it creates chaos and confusion which leads to stress anxiety overwhelm what i share with people is is like let's disconnect and unplug right like remove that from your field and people say well nicole how do i know what to unplug from because i can't just disown my family like maybe you can maybe you can't but let's just take a step back like what's actually for your greatest good and highest potential so we can share things like what are your top five core values your non-negotiables things that never change no matter what and then start asking yourself is this energy or entity that I'm plugging into and allowing into my life is this actually adding value to number one number two number three number four number five and if not this is where we get to say no disconnect unplug remove so as you start to remove things from your field that are not actually for your greatest good or highest potential now your channel is getting clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer and you just get to receive messages and have a conversation with god's source universe the divine whatever you like to call that higher power ongoing throughout the day and it's not necessarily something you have to like go and sit in a dark room and meditate to tap in but you just get to like that like tune in like flip your radio switch on tune in yeah awesome um when when you talked about uh, a little bit, I don't know if we've mentioned it uh, uh, since we started this, but uh, beforehand, you mentioned that you you uh, your your parents in the household was very religious. Yeah. Um, and and to me, the more the more fundamentalist, the less likely to accept that there is uh, there are people with these abilities that exists uh yada 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 um can you talk a little bit about 
uh, as you know, as in your childhood, you're progressing and you're realizing that this is your reality, right? That you have these abilities and the world seems much different from for you than it does, you know, parents and uh, so forth. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, how did you adjust to that? I mean, coming from a very religious household, um, how did, you know, with all this interference probably with you, you know, that's wrong, you know, it, it's fruits of the devil, you know. How do you uh, how do you adjust to that? How do you take that in and push it away so that you can realize that what what you are feeling, seeing, hearing, everything is is reality? Yes, yes. Okay, I love this question. I get this question a lot too. A, a really beautiful way of describing it is reconciling. Like, how do you reconcile these two seemingly different worlds? And something that really helped me was understanding is nobody's disputing energy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's disputing energy. What we're actually arguing about is what we call it. Yeah. So when, when I was growing up in a conservative religious household, I grew up an evangelical Christian. We went to like Calvary Chapel, so non-denominational. We call it the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. So in, in more metaphysical or esoteric terms, we call it universe, source, divine, or spirit, not Holy Spirit, but spirit. And so once I realized, like, actually, these are the same things, it's just a different name. Then it's like, okay, well, this idea of psychic intuition is hearing messages from whatever you want to call it, Holy Spirit or just spirit. Yeah. This is the Bible. This has been going on for centuries. And it's still very much a thing today but what happens is and this is where like politics and other things come into play is the powers that be (laughs) would love for you to believe that you are powerless so let's believe that there's something outside of you a god Mm -hmm. a president whatever some other political system or structure some other religious structure so that you feel like you don't have control over your life. Because what happens when we start tuning into our intuition and we start understanding our worth and our power, we can no longer be controlled. So when you start to understand that things like organized religion and things like political systems and even the school system are actually ways of people keeping people in check and under control, it opens up your eyes. And this is where you start to, when I did the disconnect and unplug, we're like disconnecting and unplugging from the matrix and opening up and and seeing things for what they really are. Mm-hmm. And for me, right, because I, I get this too, like, well, why do you still go to church if you're into all this metaphysical stuff? It's like, there's no limits. There's no limits to the divine. So yeah. if, it, if it makes sense, if it resonates, if you have a deep sense of reverence and like, standing in worship great go do that right like i i personally love like going to church and they do like the communion and the rites and rituals and we go we like sing the liturgy like the toxology at the end like i love all that right but it's really about finding the ways that you get to tune in and what feels right for you and other people are going to have their opinions and their expectations and their projections and their perceptions and that's good for them let them have that let them stand in their power but you get to decide for yourself what's right and what's true for you Awesome. Yeah, I, I to, uh, this totally resonates with me. Um, I for many years I was Catholic. Okay, 
And uh, before I met the wife, I was uh, actually studying to become a priest. Okay. And uh, talk about when you talk about power over stuff, you know, I, that hits me so hard because uh, all during the history of the Catholic church, it was all about power and, you know, denying anything that didn't fit into their, you know, very rigid, narrow sort of point of view. Uh, to me, though, it, it had the opposite effect because I, you know, I'm a history dude. Okay, that's what I did in college and all that fun stuff. And uh, when I delved into the history of the early church, I found much more before they clamped down on it and it, it turned into a certain, uh, to their point, theology. Uh, there was much more openness as especially in the 70 to 80 years after christ okay and so i i, I got into that i was like wow you know why isn't this, why isn't this being taught why isn't this talked about why is it being so suppressed and the answer that i got you know because i'd go to you know other priests monsignors and bishops and so forth and the answer i got was don't think about it it's blind faith right don't question. And to me, I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, like I said, a history dude. So I always question, you know, not only what, where, when, but most importantly, the why, yeah. you know, and, and so, uh, sorry, I went off in the left field, you know. No, that's, I mean, it's perfectly relevant. And, and I've been reflecting that on that too. My daughter, she's three, bless her heart. She asks questions. Yeah. She has to inspect everything, look at everything. And I asked my mom, who's actually living with us for a while. I said, was I like that? She's like, oh, honey, you were so much more. <laughs> You're so much... She didn't say worse, but that was the implication. Yeah. And I remember, you know, being in school, I was always the one that was raising my hand to answer the questions. I was always the one raising my hand to ask the questions. And I would get in trouble for asking too many questions. Right, right. Why? Because it's like you said, blind faith. We just want you to trust, but say no. Like I, I need, I, I want to. I need to understand. And it's almost, and especially in in the churches, is sort of understanding. Well, if you question, that means that there's something wrong with you. Right, right. I, yeah. you know, I, I was almost labeled as the. Uh, uh, they called me the biker priest. Because I had, you know, I had the bald head and I had a couple tattoos and everything. And uh, so they, they put it down as that, you know, well, you know, he, whatever. And uh, luckily I met the wife and that was that. Uh, but when when you're in childhood and going into your teens, uh, can you talk about when you first really, you know, connected with different entities, uh, how, how, what did you do? Oh, okay. So when I was still a young child, so like nine through probably 12 or 13, I, I had an imaginary friend, right? A lot of kids have this. It was an angel, a little girl angel, and she had a blue dress and like little wings. And I realize now looking back, like it was not an imaginary friend. It was very much a little angel spirit coming to guide me through this transition. Yeah. And then I actually shut down or as much as I could shut down that connection to source 
because again, you know, you're going to church, you're reading the Bible, you're being told that this is wrong. And then I got to be 16. I started questioning and this is where it comes like, oh, like don't question, just believe, just trust. And it's like, no, like I need to understand. And I actually stepped away from going to church and any, anything to do with God. I couldn't, like, I couldn't even say the word God. And I got to be in a very dark place. And I remember thinking and feeling and sensing like, like none of this is real. It's all an illusion. And my parents thought I was crazy. They're like, you're like, you need to like be institutionalized, but we don't believe in that. Like you need medication, but we don't believe in that. So like, not like we didn't really do anything. So I just kind of sat with it. But now looking back, I can see how this whole time I was getting these nudges. I was feeling and sensing into messages from spirit, like capital S spirit. But it wasn't until I like said, okay, I'm in that I started actively channeling other spirits, like like lowercase s spirits. So things like angels and ancestors and ascended masters and power animals and, you know, all these other beings. And people get scared because this is one of the reasons why people, when they hear the word psychic, even kind of, kind of cringe a little. It's like, oh, like you're going to, like people assume all psychics talk to the dead. Not true. Like that would be a medium. So it's kind of like all rectangles. I mean, sorry, our squares are rectangles. Not all rectangles are squares. So not all psychics are mediums, right? But just because you are channeling spirits doesn't mean you're channeling evil spirits because Mm -hmm. you set the intention and you say, I'm going to attract what's only for my greatest good and my highest potential. And so that's what you call in is benevolent spirits. That that is awesome. Uh, The reason why I I get that so micro into the question is because it's always in the details that someone has these abilities it, you know, wow, I, you know, this happened to me, this, this, uh, this is my daily life. And, and, and so uh, I love to get into the weeds of stuff because that's where I find it most interesting because each, you know, each psychic themselves, I mean, they have their own personality, they have their own lives. And so they, they live their own truth. And uh, so I, I, a big part of the show is a safe space for people to uh, really uh, tune in, uh, download, whatever, and uh, feel that, wow, you know, I'm not alone, that there is yeah. tons of other people out there that feel and, and sense and live the way I do. So I, yeah. I find it really important to uh delve into the weeds of it um no. now uh you you talked about the big s spirit i i imagine that was a uh <clears throat> real eye opener as far as coming from that religious background that holy crap you know <laughs> it's real you know uh when others experience that what do you tell them like the big s the, the... Like the Holy Spirit coming in. Right, yeah. Oh, man. There's this sort of disclaimer that I share before starting any psychic or healing work with anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, disclaimer moment. Disclaimer. It's like there's no going back. That's the disclaimer. There's no going back. Like once you take that pill, like the red pill, once you take the red pill, 
There's no going back. Your eyes are open. You will see and hear and feel and experience things you have never done before. Mm -hmm. And there's no going back. So I I asked, like, are you ready? Because once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. Or every once in a while, someone's like, oh, heck no, I'm not ready for that. (laughs) Like, no way. And then they eventually turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Come back, you know, months or years later. (laughs) But for those that are ready, then they get a, like, you know, it's usually about the two month mark they get about two months into this journey and they're like i'm not ready i I wasn't ready turn it off shut it down i'm like it's too late we already it's it's done like that's it for me if i if i ever experience it like that i get away gotta go home you know so so (laughs) what i share is it's a conversation whether you're talking to capital spirit or lowercase spirit it's like it's a conversation Mm. set boundaries say like Dear God, source, universe, whatever you call that higher power, like, I need a break. I mean, I just, I just need a breather. <laughs> just give me a, two days off, like, like week off, whatever you need. Yeah. And you get, you get to, you get to be as close as you want or as far as you want. And when, what I sense in, in, even in the big C church, what, you know, we still go to church almost every Sunday, whenever we can, mm-hmm. is this idea of like people feel like God is something out there but actually like God is all around them and it's in them, it's moving through them. And so like you, you can be that close if you want. Yeah. It's, it's our perception of proximity that is pushing uh, spirit away. Right. And then with the, like the lowercase spirits, it's like, again, like, Oh, I was channeling arching Archangel Michael, or all of a sudden my grandmother came through or I'm, I'm just at the grocery store. And then spirit like had a message for this person. And it's like, Okay, if you don't want that at the grocery store, I personally don't. I shop online for that very reason. Just say, hey, like, give me a break. Like, when I'm out with, like, here's my boundary. When I'm with my family, like, my um, extended family, like, aunts, uncles, cousins, like, this is not the place for channeling and delivering messages, okay? Just let me be with family, and I will come back to the fifth dimension when I get back, right? Back off, dude! Uh... Yeah, let's delve into the little s of spirits. Um, do they recognize when they see you? Do they do they recognize that you have these abilities? That like you know, like like I said, you're at the grocery store. You know, you got a can of green beans, and you're just minding your own business. And someone on aisle five says, "Woo, hey, there's there's some of these abilities. Let's run over and you know." Let's bother her in the frozen food section. I don't know that I ever really thought of it that way. Like, oh, let's grab it for turn Nicole because she's a channel. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I like thought of them as them seeking me out so much as I was just open to receiving that. But that's a really like so I'll kind of play around with that energy and keep an eye out on that. But what I will say is because I am in this in this field and I have been doing this for for now a few years I tend to attract people where their gifts are wanting to come online they have this sense that they have some abilities they're just not quite sure what to do with it and they're kind of like at the end of the rope because like either their relationship is shifting in some way like wanting to end or their career is wanting to shift or end and it's like oh my like I don't know what to do because something needs to change and so like, that's what I tend to bring in. And then we get into the psychic development and next thing you know, like their marriage is saved, they're changing careers or they're starting their own business and like all these beautiful, positive changes. Why? Because they are opening up to their gifts. But then what happens, like, like I shared is they start channeling angels, spirits. I have a gal right now, um, 
this is an interesting story. I had an intuitive nudge. I was hosting an in-person retreat. I had an intuitive nudge to share the retreat in a Facebook group. And I like, I argue with spirit. I don't know why, because like, it's always right. So like, why would you do that? Ain't no one going to want this retreat in this group. And like, just do it. So I go, I post my retreat in this group. Sure enough, I'm sitting on my couch, minding my own business. I think at the time I had a, my son was six months old, holding my son. And I'm just thinking to myself oh I just make money here on the couch doing nothing and then 10 seconds later I get a PayPal notification some stranger I've never heard of bought a ticket to the retreat so she comes to this retreat and her gifts are wanting to come online and we we actually did a whole thing with her where like she had some I I say demons but it was like the demons of her her past came in and like tried to grab her as I'm doing this healing session on her we like exercise those remove those and then next thing you know, she's like channeling ghosts and stuff. Like, like what the heck? Like no one would have thought that, but this is what has, so I tend to attract people like that where the gifts they're wanting to come online. Yeah. Uh, again, again with the uh, little S spirits, um, have you had anything? Now this may go into the medium thing, so uh, feel free to, uh, but have do they also look to maybe cross over like hey I'm stuck here I don't know why I'm doing here uh, mm. when, when that when that happens uh, what do you tell them Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I think before we hopped on the call, I had I had said I'm a psychic empath. I say empath to differentiate from psychic mediums because I I don't personally specialize in mediumship which is communicating with disembodied spirits or what most people would call ghosts but they do come through sometimes so there has been some instances where the first time I realized that I could channel channel ghosts or like ancestors too is I was doing a tarot card reading for this gal at a different retreat I wasn't hosting it but earlier on in my um when I had first started offering professional psychic readings and I'm doing this tarot card reading, whatever, like reading the cards. And out of nowhere, I get this like voice that's not my voice. And there's like this image of this woman, like Native American woman standing next to me, like between me and her. And I'm like, uh, there's this Native American woman here. And she's like telling you to like, remember the path. And there's this like cabin, like, does that make any sense to you? And she's like, oh my god that's my grandmother she passed away x years ago we sent this cabin like yeah we used to like go on the trail and I'm like okay like that's a thing right <laughs> like great and then um there's other things too like my husband and I are kind of proud of it but our house has several portals where spirits come in and out and we're like why are they here we don't know we he can't see them but he can feel them I kind of see like how do I because then ghosts don't always look like or spirits don't always look like what Corporate humans look like yeah so they look like shadows sometimes or like light like flashes of light or like dark shadows passing and then um I feel my husband would like to think otherwise but I feel that our daughter because one of the portals is actually in her room is meant to communicate with the spirits and so uh, people ask well why don't you just close the portals so the spirits don't come in I'm like it's fun it's fun when I'm doing a Facebook <laughs> live and then my door opens for no reason like obviously the ghost wanted to come in here like I don't know it has a message and they're like well what was the message it was just I'm here like hey <laughs> like, I'm here. hi then, I'm, I'm Ed nice to meet you like 
hey, I'm here. Um, uh, you know, the the couple that owned the house before us had passed away. They didn't pass away in the house, but sometimes he comes in and opens the door. I'm like, hey, like, good to see you. We're taking care of the house, right? Like, um, but you know, go back to your question, like, do people want to cross over? I've had that sometimes in clients that I've been serving where they're like, oh my gosh, my cousin just passed away and she's like stuck here. Like I can feel it. Can you tune in and see what's happening? And so I can go in with them on, on their behalf and, and, and help them cross over. And the other thing too, is you talk about spirits and you, like, I know this is like your curiosity with the lowercase spirits. Sometimes the spirits are the doubts like the spirit of doubt the spirit of fear the spirit of stress the spirit of like all these other feelings we have those are also energies mm-hmm. and so those types of things like when you do have a thought that's actually not yours like I can't do this I'm not worthy I'm not enough nobody's gonna love me I'm unlovable like those are spirit attachments and like, you can send those home to the light too like with love and grace and compassion just say thank you. You can go home to the light now to be with your friends and family and like move it on. <laughs> anyone, anyone can do that. You don't need a psychic medium to do that. Okay. You know, uh, if, if I had portals, okay. Uh, you talk about people coming through and coming into your home. Uh, w- with my luck, a realtor would come through with a, you know, with a family showing the house. Anyway. That's my that's my daily attempt at humor. Hey, um, t- when when you talked about tarot cards, uh, explain uh, to people who have you know no conception or they don't know about it or they have a preconceived conception that may be a little wrong. Uh, talk about what that is and um, what happens when you sit down to get a tarot read. Yes. Okay. I love this question too, because that's what I was taught growing up. It's like divination's evil. That's wrong. That's witchcraft. You can't do pendulum or tarot because that's you're gonna go to hell, right? That's not what it is. So divination of any kind, whether it's tarot cards, pendulum, oracle cards, anything else, there's lots of other methods like scrying and tassiography, like tea leaf reading, which we're not gonna get into, but these are just tools, extensions of you that read the energy, the vibration of what you already know, the truth that you already know in your body. So how these tools work, so pendulum, like how it works is the arm as an extension of you drops down to the to the pendulum. And because you already know the answer somewhere in your subconscious, that's creating a micro vibration. So you're not purposely moving it, but it's creating a micro vibration that's causing it to swing yes or swing no, depending on your how you've tuned the pendulum. So for tarot, you already know the answer, right? So as you're tuning into the energy of the cards and there's different ways to read, like some people shuffle and whatever card pops out, that's the answer. You can lay the cards out and pick one or two or three or however many cards. And that's the answer. You are intuitively selecting or intuitively dropping the card or cards. That's the answer because you are somewhere within your subconscious, you already know. And the way that I explain it is, especially with tarot it's a visual representation of the truth that's already inside of you Mm. it's just tuning into the frequency of what you already know it's just a way of bringing that in a tangible form and there's different schools of thought on this like some people think like oh you should start with pendulum and tarot and that allows you to trust your intuition that's actually how I started but now that I've been doing this for quite some time one, I don't need the pendulum or tarot anyway, but sometimes they're fun to do readings for people just because. Um, in psychic school, we actually teach 
divination like toward the end. So we actually teach you how to use your own body as a divination rod to feel truth in your body, to trust yourself first. And then we get into pendulum and tarot and some other divination practices, like just cause. Yeah. Um, have you ever run into uh, what would be termed uh, a malignant spirit? Someone who maybe in life wasn't the greatest person. Uh, and you know of course uh people's personalities or whatever carry over i mean that's what i believe anyways i don't yeah you don't lose yourself yeah um have you ever ran into any anyone like that that you know maybe wasn't the best guy (laughs) yeah um i have actually and it wasn't that long ago i was having a heated discussion (laughs) you want to call it that heated discussion with my my husband and out of nowhere this like really I don't want to say dark or evil because that puts a judgment on it but a thought that wasn't mine came through and I could feel it it was like it it kind of looked like the devil actually so it might have been that if, if you believe in that um yeah. came in and was like trying to get me to say I wish you would just get in a car accident and die oh jeez like, that's not, that's not me. And you're like, say, like, oh my God, like, why would you say it? Cause that's not me. And I, I, I caught myself. I was like, that's not me. Like, get, get the F away. Right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like go back, like go back to, it wasn't even go back to the light. It was like, go back to where you came from. That's, that's really the most intense apart from the exercising the demons, which I shared earlier. That's really the most intense experience that, that I've had. and what really rocked me and I didn't say it and I didn't think it and I didn't dwell on it because I'm like this is not me I do not claim this but the next day my husband got in a car accident oh my gosh I know and he didn't die thank god he didn't even get hurt but the car was totaled like destroyed brand new car completely gone and we were actually upside down on it so we owed money and I thought I was just like so grateful. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that you you had the awareness and you protected your energy and you sent that being back to wherever it came from because like I I I believe that if I had allowed that to come through and if I had said that, it would have happened differently. That that again, that is that moment where I'd be like, woo, getting late, gotta go home, you know. Uh Talk about possession a little bit, because you know in the Catholic Church they very much believe uh, in in possession. Um, have you ever run across somebody uh, who who had that kind of spirit latch on to them, uh, and and what do you do to get rid of that? Ooh, okay. Um, there's a couple examples of this. One is in the gal from the retreat. She didn't, I wouldn't say like possession so much as she was holding onto the energies, like the, the spirits of her past, like people that had hurt her. So like that was uh, speaking into her life in some way. Uh, this is going to be funny because for any parents listening, but sometimes I feel like my three-year-old is just possessed by a spirit because like, She's coming out of the terrible twos, like coming into the three-nager. And there's just these moments where I'm like, this is not you, but this is something, right? Like it has to be something. But um, as far as like a full, like a full-blown possession, I don't know that I've 
I've personally experienced that, but now that you're bringing it into my field, it's probably going to come through. So <laughs> that we're having this conversation. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I've got a daughter. She, she must be in the terrible 15s. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting um, future vision. So my daughter, she's only three right now, but I'm like, okay, this is just a little, little taste, a little flavor of what it's going to be like in 10 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, because within the Catholic Church, they have like different different grades of possession. Uh, there are those uh, which spook the heck out of me is quote unquote perfectly possessed. In other words, they have this and they don't mind. Uh, have Have you ever run across anything like that? Someone who has that attached sort of uh, lowercase spirit or, or whatever. And uh, hey, they're they're happy with it. Oh, I mean, honestly, with what we were talking about with like the matrix and stuff, like ninety eight percent of people are happy with the status quo and the way things are and plugging into those kinds of powers. Mm -hmm. That's a spirit too. But as far as like say plugging into a darker again i don't i don't mean this to be a, an evaluation but like a darker evil spirit like a demonic spirit i can't say that i have okay but i, but I do feel like i do feel like most people are like i call them the sheeple <laughs> most people, the sheeple most people are asleep and happy with the status quo uh, moment <laughs> nobody that's going to listen to this are sheeple you're all safe yay it's the same place <laughs> i'm like they're gonna ban me from all the social media and no one's ever gonna listen to me again and i haven't i haven't been um what's that thing where if there's censorship right if you wouldn't think it, but there's censorship even here in the u.s where it says like false information oh i have had this actually i have had this one time where it hides your posts and it says false information and then you have to like click through a bunch of things to actually see it yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's weird what we live with uh and it becomes the norm right that that sort of censorship because they don't believe uh what you believe um so we we've got to put a you know let's put a cap on that and i i think something like that um of course you know there's the hate stuff and then the real bad stuff i can see that because uh but um i've I think it's gone on too far a little bit that um, they've kind of put in their own value system into something that wouldn't be normally uh, considered, you know, bad. Uh, so anyway, that's just my take on it. Um, next, ne next question is uh, talk a little bit uh, more in depth a little bit about your ability. Like as a as a psychic, what does Nicole see, feel, and hear on a daily basis? What's a what's a day uh, in the life to Nicole? <laughs> day in the life. Well, it's changed <laughs> dramatically over the years because I'm much more into and I'm much more open. And um, so I'll start with like what typically how things come through, and then I'll walk through like my day to day sort of rituals or rituals I call them. Um, so. 
like I said, everyone's psychic, everyone psychic is just an umbrella term for experiencing energy. There's, as I mentioned, different flavors of psychic. So we have empath, we have mediums, we have also channels. We talked about that being the channel. And if you share the messages, that also makes you an Oracle. Yeah. So I personally experience all of the clairs. So the clairs are tied to the senses. Most people are familiar with clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. You may also have heard of claircognizance, which is clear knowing. Clairaudience is another common one, which is clear hearing. A lot of people experience but aren't aware of it is clairsentience, which is clear feeling. This is where we a lot of the empaths have clairsentience. And then there's also clair gustance which is clear tasting and then clear olfactants which is clear smelling i just want to point out like because of the time of day there's all this like beautiful light that's happening here like the little light spirits are coming to play here behind me you may have seen them on my face Mm -hmm. um so i have all of that now i've personally chosen to develop the clairvoyance clear seeing clear cognizance clear knowing and clear audience to a greater degree. I also developed the clairsentience, which is the clear feeling. That one's a little more sensitive because then you have to be filtering out the energy too. So it doesn't lodge in your body. I have selected not to develop the clair olfactants and clair gustins so much because what was coming through was like really nasty smells like trash and sewage and like no one wants that, right? Or like in the, my mouth, it'd be like metallic, like blood and oil, like, no, like gross. But I hear from like my psychic school students as their guests are coming on, they're like, oh, I smell roses. I smell freshly cut grass. I smell like a nice cigar, like tobacco. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. Like maybe I should get back into that. So like messages from spirit can come through visions, right? That's a very popular one. And then so people assume like, oh, in order to be psychic, you have to see visions. I don't see anything. I can't even meditate. So I must not be psychic. Not true. I get, I have students that they just feel like in their body, they just feel and so that's great so a day in the life um when i wake up this is fun my spirit has been traveling while i'm sleeping it's out in the astral realm doing whatever it does what we'd call uh obe right out of body experience right yeah so but i'm unconscious so it's doing whatever it does and and i actually can lucid dream so in in some ways i can control what i'm doing in the dream world and, and and i connect in with like people that need my help in the dream world and all that but when i wake up I'm actually paralyzed for like the first couple minutes oh, because okay. my body like, needs time to get back to my body. So I'm just sitting there and I'm waiting. And this is like a great chance for me to start telling, um, sending telepathic messages. Like in the rare case where my husband wakes up before me, I'll be like, okay, make breakfast potatoes, make breakfast potatoes, make breakfast potatoes. And then he'll come in and he'll be like, Hey, I'm making potatoes. Great. You got the message. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm playing this. Cause I'm, what I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm paralyzed. So then my, then I can start wiggling my fingers and toes. I'm like, okay, now I'm like, my body's back online. Great. I can use my meat suit. So I get up and um, one of the first things I do is I do my little ritual or ritual I like wash my face and I go to the kitchen I got off of coffee so I'm not on caffeine but um I like to drink mushroom coffee now so I do that I I turn it um clockwise for wealth and prosperity and abundance I add cinnamon and 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 do all these things just little little manifestation hacks but I like to have a conversation so this whole time I'm just I'm praying, I'm channeling, I'm doing something called active meditation. So people are like, oh, you're a spiritual mentor. You don't really meditate. I'm like, no, I do meditate like all day. It's just a different form, like within what you would think. And this is where I tend to like have that conversation of like praying. So I like to play games with 
God source universe, whatever you call that higher power. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I played a game and I was like, dear universe, I am open to receiving an extra $800 today. So send me <laughs> an extra $800. Right. And I'm like full faith and confidence today. It's happening right now. I checked my email and 10 minutes later and someone had just bought one of my programs. It was actually psychic school paid in full $888. Oh, wow. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. And then today I did the same thing. So I'm like, okay, universe, like I feel you. I see you. I said, I didn't even say I'm open. I just said, send me an extra $2,500 today. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're laughing because like, no way there's $2,500. So I kid you not within the hour, I get a phone call from a gal from PayPal. I didn't answer because I didn't recognize the number, but she left a message. She's like, hey, we see that like you tried to apply for working capital before and you didn't qualify at the time, but you've actually been earning more money now. So we'd like to offer you a working capital loan and it's no interest. Like you can pay it back over the six, next five to six months. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. so I go back in and I apply because I'm not just going to like click some random link from her message, right? So I like manually go in and I apply it and it was for $2,500. Wow. Just, oh just this morning, just today. So this is like day in the life of Nicole. Like what does Nicole do all day? <laughs> and then, then the other game I play is I ask spirit, I say, spirit, how would you like for me to show up and serve today? And people ask Nicole, what's your marketing plan? What's your content strategy? Like what's your social media calendar? I'm like, I know, I know. whatever spirit says that day, whatever that spirit says that week, that month, whatever, however far out, it tells me to go. And like, how would you like for me to show up and serve? And it's different day to day. So sometimes spirit says, hey, post in a Facebook group. Hey, do a Facebook live. Hey, write a social media post. Hey, follow this person and start a conversation. So what's in, I know we didn't like mean to get into the business, but so I have like traditional marketing, right? Because I have a bit background as an administrative assistant and I used to do all the social media management and online business management, all this stuff for other entrepreneurs. I did that traditional marketing, email campaigns and social media posts and all that for psychic school and my retreats. Not a single person that came through either of those programs, either time. And then now we have other programs that we've launched since then came through the traditional marketing. Every single person that came through spirit was like, Hey, post in this group. Hey, start a conversation with that person. Hey, show up here. Oh, wow. Like amazing. So day in the life. And then the other thing too is tuning into my energy, not just day to day or week to week, but like literally like moment to moment, like how am I feeling? Does my soul have everything it needs? How's my body doing? Does my body have everything it needs? How's my mind? Does my mind have everything that it needs? And sometimes it's just a subtle shift. Like when I start to feel my energy, my energy dwindling, I check in and say, well, what do I actually need right now? So today is a great example. Today's the day that I had a sitter. So I'm like, ooh, let me like schedule a bunch of calls and get all the calls in. And so I had, I think this is my fifth call for today. Right? So I got after my third call and I started to feel my energy dropping. It's like, okay, tune in. Like on my to-do list, it says I need to do this. But actually spirit's saying like, let's go watch this healing meditation and like reground and recenter it's like great like that was actually more productive for me to do that then I was re-energized refreshed to where I could then go get the other stuff I need to do but I guarantee you if I had just gone in and done the other stuff that I thought I needed to do I wouldn't have been energized and not as mindful and present on this call as I am yeah right now. awesome yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about as, as we're getting up to the hour mark uh, let's talk about a little bit about about 
uh, your school and the retreats, uh, what, what can someone expect uh, when, when they uh, show up? Yeah, so the school and retreat, two totally different experiences, but also both very valuable. And uh, the school is, as, as it is right now, a 12-week immersion experience. It's a hybrid approach where you will have access, lifetime access, to a self-study component where you can go in at your own pace and dig in and dive in as you feel led. We get into everything from your unique energetic signature and your psychic blueprint to different healing modalities to different manifestation methods. And we get into like remote viewing and astral projection and all that, all those, all that fun stuff. So you can dive in at that. And then we also have bi-weekly group calls where you can have Q&A, feedback, support. I do live trainings with that. And of course, you can watch the replays with that as well. So that's a three-month journey for activating your skills and getting online. And then we've had some of the graduates from that program step into our other program, which is the Magnetic Mastermind, where we take everything we've learned in psychic school and actually apply it in a soul-aligned, soul-led business so that you can actually create a spiritual business like how I did creating a professional psychic reading business, or I have people that are switching from like uh, traditional marketing into like soul aligned marketing. So we're doing those kinds of energetics there in that container. And then with the retreat, it's typically a four day, three night immersion experience. Think of it like psychic school, but like, like, like all together where we, we get to be in person. We usually stay at like a really, really nice, luxurious house. Usually at some destination location. Mm-hmm. And we, each retreat has a slightly different theme. So sometimes we get into like divine power and awakening our inner God or goddess. And then sometimes we get into like divine union of like merging the divine masculine and divine feminine and the energetics of that for self-love self-care self-worth so we play around with some different energies but if you want like a deep dive intensive definitely do a retreat if you want something a little more laid back a little slower do something like psychic school if you want to take it to the next level mastermind but those are some of the, the bigger um, offers that i have awesome okay you've almost sold a ticket to me so uh <laughs> how do people how do people sign up for that yes okay so you can find all the information for my programs on my website which is oracleacademy.com i will spell that for you because it is a little play on words it's oracle play like aura and oracle so a-u-r-a-c-l-e academy.com if you go to the woke shop like workshop but woke shop <laughs> it has all the offers there I will say too that um, this was a divine download from spirit because as I was getting into um, visioning for this year, I sat down with my guides. It was like a, like a board meeting with my spirit guides. And it was like, how would you like for me to show up and serve this year? And they, they, the three things that came through were psychic school, the mastermind and a monthly membership. And then later they added a fourth one, which is the Facebook group that we have now. And I had launched psychic school. I had launched the monthly membership. I had launched the group. And then I was like waiting and waiting. I'm like, Hey, like what's the download for the mastermind? What's the download for the master? Waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, like we get like seven months in and it's like, okay, it's going to include monthly calls with you. I'm like, okay, bi-weekly group calls with you. So pri- monthly private calls, bi-weekly group calls. I'm like, okay, like, I'm like starting to question here. Like, that's a lot. They're like, and an in-person retreat. I'm like, oh, you crossed the line. You that, that, That's that's too much. That's too much. They're like, no, this is it. This is it. And then they're like, and 
you're only going to charge what you would normally charge for a single session with you. I was like, uh, what? Like, like <laughs> are you serious? They're like, no, yeah, that's it. I was like, oh man. So that's what we're doing. So this, this mastermind that we're having right now, just started today, actually. It also includes an in-person retreat. So here's the thing. If you take nothing else from this conversation, it doesn't have to make logical sense to be true. Yeah. Right. Just follow follow the nudge. Follow the nudge. That That is a great bumper sticker, by the way. So uh, when you get into the woke shop, you may want to do uh, t-shirts and stickers. Anyway. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> um, All in good time. Right. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can check out the contact form at oracleacademy.com. You can also find me on social media. My Instagram is nicole.starbuck. It's N-I-C-O-L-E dot in the middle between my first and last name, followed by Starbuck, which is like the coffee, but without the S at the end. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a free online community on Facebook called The Conscious Collective. So you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash Oracle Academy. That'll take you to the group. It's the only free container that I have. So if you want to be in the vibes, that would be the place to go. Awesome. Hey, Nicole, uh, I uh, I look down to my left sometimes because I have, uh, you know, kind of a uh, cheat sheet of like questions I kind of want to cover during the interview, like an overview. And I've got a proverbial buttload of questions still left so if you don't mind maybe sometime in the future have you on again and continue this conversation yeah awesome absolutely yeah happy to be back just let me know awesome hey nicole it it, it has been awesome very informative uh i'm sure whoever listens to this is going to get a lot of cool information and i hope uh, it, is, it is my hope that somebody is listening to this who uh, has those abilities and wants to further on. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, and until next time, uh, thank you so much. Do you have any last words you want to give people? Ooh, just the, the things that are coming through, these are common themes that I work with. You already have the answers. The answers are inside of you. It's just an, a matter of whether or not you're listening and taking aligned action. Let's take it a step further and taking aligned action. And then the other thing is just follow the nudge. Just follow the nudge. Doesn't have right. to make sense to be true. Once again, follow the nudge. Oh, 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 oh. follow the nudge.com. Okay. On coffee mugs, t-shirts. Oh, sorry. I get carried away with this stuff. Anyway, uh, Nicole, thank you so you much. You know, maybe you're channeling for me. You're channeling for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, because my old show, I mean, there was tons of merchandise, right? We had everything from bumper stickers to whatever, uh, you know, bus ads. Anyway, uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, that was Nicole Starbuck. Uh, we're, again, we're going to have to get her on the show again. Because I, I have got tons of questions that I didn't even get around to asking. So, uh, Nicole, be prepared to get bothered again. Hey, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to mention it again now. We, as in Midnight Alchemy, is going to have its very first live stream, and that will be up on YouTube, and that will be Halloween night. And, you know, during the interview, I thought to myself, yeah, let's call it Spookapalooza. So it's going to be called Spookapalooza. Hey, if you want to be a part of that action, all you got to do is uh, find Midnight Alchemy on Facebook. 
and then also on YouTube, just type in Midnight Alchemy, we'll show up and be a part of the fun. We're going to have some uh, live chat during that. We're going to have a couple guests on, and we're also going to have an opportunity for you that if you want to get on air and talk about your favorite ghost story, please do so. We will uh, pipe you on in, and you can be part of the fun. Or if you don't feel comfortable, you can always uh, type in your favorite ghost story in the live chat, and I will be more than happy to read it for this. And we're going to have some fun. I hope you can be a part of it, too. All right. As always, we have a voicemail. You can get a hold of us. Leave us your likes, dislikes, ideas, and I will listen to them and uh, and try to incorporate them in the podcast here. So the voicemail number is 971-205-2464. Again, 971-205-2464. And you can email us always at midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com, midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com. All right, boys and girls, men and women, small domesticated animals, that is, is for today. I'm going to run off into the sunset here. Before I do so, let me tell you, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and a Reaver Dare Show.